0: Thank you.
1: on the Voice America Network. And, of course, I'm here to tell you what matters to me. And, you know, I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, so I got to tell you what matters to me. And what matters to me is, I've got to say this. Normally, I'm going to be reserved about a certain amount of things. You know, I'll express my opinion, but I'm not going to go too far over the edge. But uh, Don't push me, because I am close to... The edge this time, and you know, I'm not worried about what happens anymore because I don't have to worry about what happens anymore. And I just want to congratulate Michael Hospelt and, and and his firm and his partners, and and of course Ed O'Bannon, uh, Ed who was the lead plaintiff. I was just a member of the team, uh, but I want to thank Ed for his courage to step out be, because that old proverb, you know, the nail that sticks out, uh, you know, is the nail that gets hammered and, and Ed got hammered uh, on a number of occasions by a number of people, uh, those who perceived him perhaps maybe as being selfish, being greedy, you know, didn't take advantage of the things that he should have taken advantage of, whatever they said. Uh, much of that being so untrue, uh, the man sacrificed uh, his name, his integrity, um, you know, his celebrity, if you will, um, you know, to help others. And and that's what's going to happen uh, life in the NCAA, in the NC2A, uh, for those who are members of the NC2A, those student athletes, uh, things will change. They're slowly changing, but they're going to change very drastically. And I'm glad to have been a part of that. It's, it's one of those things in life that when you have an opportunity, when your number is called and they ask you to man up, you got to man up. That's the bottom line. And when you feel you've been called to do something, the phone rings. You got to do what you got to do. And the phone isn't all, you know, you know, that's, that's just, you know, a way of saying it. Phone doesn't always ring. Sometimes you got to dial the number. But when you do that, stay there for the entire time. You can't quit. You can't give up. You have to fight. When you sign up for something, you sign up for the entirety until it's over. And at this time, there may be some form of appeals, but the fight is just about over. We we won. So those of you who have and perhaps maybe a desire to one day be a student athlete, uh, life as a student athlete will change. And, and some things that people think, oh, really, Ray, it wasn't really that bad. No, sometimes a life for a student athlete is worse than what you think. There's so much pride in student athletes. Who the hell's going to tell you that they don't have this or they don't have that or you thought we got this or well we didn't get that? Now well, there's a lot you don't get. There's a lot you get. But to those again, uh, you know, who have been given much, you know, they're expected to give much. So you got to give a lot of your time, a lot of your body, a lot of your, uh, a lot of everything, emotion. You know, there's so much you have to give in order to be a successful student athlete. And, and one thing you need to make sure you get is your education. Now, I want some people to understand it's not always about, you know, getting your degree. You want to get you should every young man and woman that attends college and universities should come out with your degree. But I'll be damned if you go to that college and you don't get an education. You know, sometimes you can, you know, find yourself in a position where you don't complete your degree, but you get an education. Go to class, learn something. Learn more than you knew when you arrived on that campus. Take something and apply that to life to help you take care of your family. Take care of yourself. But certainly don't be on a college campus and not get some education. Come out with two, three, four degrees. Shout out to Young Fish, Kelvin Fisher. Three years at the University of Arkansas, graduated already. Now going someplace else to play ball and get his graduate degree. So what matters to me, it matters to me that the Ed O'Bannon case has come to a conclusion and the judge has said Ed O'Bannon and his plaintiffs have won. That's what matters to me. Now, I'm going to tell you something else that matters to me. One thing that I love about sports so much is it's just one of those things in life where it brings so much joy to people. I mean, it, regardless of what walk a you've heard me say this many times on the show. This may sound, you may, if you, in case you tuned in today to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, I, I want you to know that you're, you're, this is not a, a repeat. Today is Tuesday, August the 12th, and this is live. We're streaming live from Phoenix, Arizona. And I want you to know, you've heard me say this before, but you know, sports does bring joy to the lives of so many people. But you know what else brings joy to the life of so many people? People like Robin Williams. Robin Williams. And I say that with pain in my heart because the man brought so much joy to me. He brought joy to so many people. And so many times, you know, sports is entertainment. So many times when something happens to someone in the, fraternity of sports i always take a, a moment of silence out to recognize that individual so i'm gonna take time out to to recognize robin williams and then i'm gonna spend i may spend my entire show talking about robin williams but right now i'm gonna take a, a moment of silence out to to pay honor and tri- tribute homage to robin williams Okay, I'm back. Uh, God bless you, Robin. Man, you, you brought so much joy. Joy. So much joy. You were so, you entertained us so much. You made so many people laugh. You made us so happy. I just want to apologize to you because we didn't see your pain. You know, many times I think there's people out there, I think what the problem is, is we don't know sign language. We really don't. And I'm, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm not being disrespectful to those people out there, who, who have a hearing problem, and, 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 and of course they, they can't hear, so they communicate through signs. I'm not talking about that type of sign language. I'm talking about a sign message where somebody is actually reaching out because they're hurting. Their heart is hurting. They mask themselves with this face of joy. And of pleasure, but deep down they're crying Big raindrop tears And somehow or another We don't see the signs Signs are there They're always there It's just a matter of Who missed the sign You, you ever go past You ever run through a stop sign The police stop you and say Hey, did you see that sign back there? And you say, no, I, did, was there, I, I didn't see the sign That's what's happening that's what's happening in many places in this world today. It's happening, what's going on in St. Louis, Missouri. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of young black men just being shot like, what, why? I'm tired of people like Robin, Dave Doris and Andre Ward, all these, these people that are, brought so much joy to people's lives, and they die. And there's signs that are there. But we went right through the stop sign. We didn't see the signs. They were there. There were people that would say, you know, man, I did spend some time with Robin, and, uh, and he just didn't seem like himself. Or, you know, Robin called me, and he said something. And, and when he said that, I was just, I thought for a minute, mm, did he really mean what he said? But I, I didn't. Or I saw Robin, he just he just looked like he was sad. Or I saw Robin, and it looked as if he was, he was, he was there, but he was, he was someplace else. Or, or, or I saw Robin and he just did not look like Robin. Those are signs. We We got to understand that language from now on. There's too many people unexpectedly just taking their lives and leaving this earth because they're depressed. Now, Again, I'm from a fraternity where there's a lot of depression that's going on. So this show might be just, I might be saying something. I might be speaking to somebody right now who's listening to this show, 888-346-9144. You don't even have to be an athlete. You just might be struggling with something. And you know what? You might be in a place in your life where you might be considering that maybe this earth and your situation might be better without you. I'm here to tell you that is not true. I'm here to tell you that I know that God wants you to stay where you're at in that moment and go through that because he can use you as a testimony. You were tested and, and, and you just dug deep down inside and maybe got on your knees and lifted your head and prayed. For me, it's good Lord Jesus, I need help. But there are people, there could be somebody listening to this show right now and I'm just telling you. As a person who has, you know, been in situations where I've been extremely depressed myself, you know, I, you know, to walk into a locker room one day and 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 be a member of a team, and then the next day you're fired. The, the hell with the money. You just there's there's like fifty five guys in there that just that were your best friends every day, and then you have no connection to them anymore. You're not welcome. It's like. You, It's like getting kicked out the house. You just walk in the door unexpectedly and they kick you out. Now, sometimes you might think it might happen. But you know how, most of the times we just think, no, that's not really going to happen. Yeah, no. But now you walk in the door one day, tell you to go upstairs, somebody wants to see you, and it's it's over with. No time to prepare. It's just over with. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I'll tell you, I'll share the story with you. I had to drive, I mean, twice in my life. You know, I drove from Ohio back to, you know, from Cleveland, Ohio, right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, when I, I was living in Lower Marion. And then another time I drove from Indianapolis, Indiana, back to Lower Marion. That's a long drive. Those are hours and hours and hours in a car. Might have been a nice car. That didn't make a difference. I was extremely depressed. I was at the lowest stage of my life behind the wheel, trying to concentrate as I drove hours, and the only thing I stopped for was gas. I was extremely depressed. At that time, there were no cell phones. I think I might have had a cell phone in, in, in the car at that time. In 80, that would have been in 87. I may have had a cell phone. But, I, I, but, I, but let's say there were no cell phones. And I'm driving. I'm driving, and it's just me in the car. Don't want to listen to anything, don't want to hear music. You don't want to play music because you don't want to hear that song again because you know that song now. Once you hear that song in a state of depression, all that song will ever do to you again in your life is depress you. So the best thing to do is not to listen to any music because if it's your favorite song, it will no longer be your favorite song. But this, just is, this, is just, this is what matters to me. I told you earlier, yeah, it mattered to me that we won an Ed O'Bannon Also, but what matters to me now is a man who made so many people happy couldn't make himself happy. That's a problem. And that's a problem that a lot of people have. We just have to stop and think. Michael Jackson said, the man in the mirror. I bet you if you look at the mirror, if you look in the mirror on one of these days, that will be you. But you just have to say, I'm just going through this. I'm not going to take residence up in this depression. I'm going to fight through this. I'm going to fight through this commercial break, and then I'm going to come back. You're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters? Robin Williams. We miss you. We love you. We'll be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail Sports, on of Peace America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. What matters to me is the Edel Bannon lawsuit against the NC2A was set. Well, it's been finalized. The judge has made her ruling. Uh, of course, there will be uh, a couple appeals. I don't expect there to be many. Uh, I think the NC2A needs to pack their bags, stop spending the money. Uh, except that life, as you know it, has changed, should have changed a long time ago. And for that, I am happy. Um, what finds me sad today and also matters to me is we are mourning the loss of great man, great entertainer, outstanding actor, comedian, and just a good guy. Uh, Robin Williams brought joy to so many people in this world. And he has taken his life um, It got to the point where It appears that life was just Too overwhelming for him But I think when things Like this happen it's time for us to, to Have a discussion it, It's time for us to talk about it uh, It's one of those things where you don't have To be ashamed there's, there's really nothing To be ashamed about You know it's, it's something Communication is key It's one of those things that Many times people will say, well, I I didn't know. Nobody told me. How was I supposed to know? You're right. As I said earlier, there are many of us that don't know sign language. To me, that's key. Sign language is always key. I think if we communicate better, then we'll understand. I tell people many times that probably the, the strongest message that a person can send you is silence. Because although they may not say anything, at least you may not hear it out of their mouth. The silence just speaks so, so loud. And that tells you something. So if you call somebody and they don't answer. And you call them again and they don't answer. And you call them again and they don't answer. And you text them and they don't answer. And you text them again and they don't answer. They don't answer that speaks volumes. They're saying something to you. You just have to know what that sign language is. They're sending you a sign. How do I know? Because I experienced it. I experienced it not this studio right here, but in the Voice America office at another studio. I called a friend. I called a dear friend. He wasn't there to do his show. You heard me sign this now. Why was I signing? It? Because it's touching me as I say this. He wasn't there to do his show. I texted him, he didn't respond to my text. I called him, he didn't answer my call. Those were signs. So much so that I sent him a, a text message that said, I hope everything's okay. Because to me that was a sign. I knew the person well enough to know that a lack of response was a sign. Robin Williams sent signs. I'm not close enough to him to know which sign he sent, but those people that know Robin Williams close, very close to him, there were signs. And I'm not so sure that the people probably weren't aware of the fact that he wasn't feeling himself. He was in a state of depression, but to what degree? that a man would take his life? See, sometimes we have to take control of other people who cannot take control of themselves. Sometimes we have to protect people from themselves. So we have to take them out of that environment. I'm going to assume, I don't know, maybe there were no weapons in Robin's house. Maybe there were no guns. Maybe there were no knives. Maybe there was no strong medicine. But I'm assuming that, you know, I understand from what I was told that that he hung himself. So I'm sure people, you know, those folks, I, I don't think they were looking to hide guns in case he had guns. I don't think they were looking to hide medicine, medication, um, you know, perhaps that was prescribed. Uh, I don't think they were, you know, looking to take knives, you know, out of the house. But they were looking for any sign they could have that, that Robin perhaps maybe— was thinking about doing something to himself. You don't know when the person has, has, has reached that state. That's why it's so surprising when we hear these things, when people that we think are so well accomplished. I'll never forget one time that I got a message from my sister when I, I think perhaps I doing my rookie year in the National Football League, and she said to me, quite simply, what do you give a man that has everything? To me, that was, that, that touched me in such a way that, you know, I had to let my sister know that I really didn't have everything. And I also had to let my sister know that there was some, in fact, there were some real dark moments in my life that, that she wasn't aware of. But I guess the point that I'm making is there are many times on the surface where things may appear to be one way and they're far from that. I think many times, you know, people forget that, that celebrities, and, and, including athletes, but people who have been successful in their life, in corporate America as well, that these people, that they have everything in life. But, but, but as much as people think that, that money can't buy happiness, let me tell you, it's a lot easier to be happy when you got money than when you don't have money. So I don't want to go that far. Money certainly can attribute to happiness. But real happiness, money doesn't buy that. All you got to do is look at a baby that's about mm, 8, 9, 10 months old and watch that baby laugh out of control. Money didn't buy that. Money didn't buy that at all. That's just a joy inside. That's a happy baby. So you don't have to have money to always be happy. It can contribute. You know that baby's, if that baby is in in a in a home in which there's heat or air condition if that baby's clothed and fed, it's not it's not being starved. It's it's not in any pain. Uh, you know, and money can you know provide you with that kind of atmosphere, and then that makes it easier for that baby to be happy. If that baby was probably outside that was freezing cold and had no clothes on, and you know, an eight month old baby in freezing cold, I don't think that baby's going to be real happy. So again, you know, money can contribute to happiness, but just to smile and laugh. Oh, man, that's that's just some that's priceless, particularly when you see the opposite of that. When you see somebody in a state of depression, when you see somebody who is bewildered, they don't know if they're going north, south, east, or west, inside or outside. Somebody who just all their faculties are not there. They're walking down the street with half the amount of clothes on they should have on. Robin wasn't at that state, but the state he was in, he was in a depressed state from what I hear. I'm just asking all those people out there because, you know, we're at the age now where, you know, somebody above you or somebody below you could be struggling with that or you could be smacked dead in the middle and it's hitting you right in the face. I just want you to know that it's okay to talk to somebody. Call somebody on the phone. Now, the fact of the matter, if you call somebody on the phone that you know, they may be able to tell just by your voice that something's not right. They may not know what it is, but if they know you well enough, perhaps maybe they should, they don't have to go right there and say, hey, hey, yo, yo, what's what's up, man? What's going on? But somehow or another, they know how to get there. They don't go direct, but indirectly they go to a point where they get you to relax, where you're able to open up and really say what's on your mind. Now, ain't no shame in my game. I'm going to tell you, I've been very depressed. I thought about in my garage, boom, letting that door down and just just keep the car on. Oh, yeah, I'm not ashamed. It's the truth. I've thought about that before because sometimes this thing called life can get tough. But again, all I'm asking you is to give yourself another chance. Get up off the ground as one play. Get up, look up, and don't ever give up. Those famous words, word I hear him for like that, Michael Irvin. tears running down his face. And Mike was telling you he's been there. He didn't go into a long, deep, drawn out story about why these tears are coming down his face other than his induction ceremony, but what he was really telling there was a whole lot of times in his life he was in dark places. He couldn't believe he was there. He made it. Not just in the Hall of Fame, but that day on this earth. I want to tell you what. Robin had a day. He had his last day because he didn't make today. If you got a friend out there, that's what I'm tell- I'm spending my whole show today because I know somebody's got a friend out there that's not doing well. It might even be you. Go back to the man in the mirror, like I said. Get some help. If you need help, get help. If something makes you happy, make yourself happy. I don't care what it is. Go to your favorite store. Go buy your favorite food. Walk. Go for a walk. Call somebody on the phone. Go for a drive in your car. If you know you're sad, if you know you're depressed, And you know what it is. You know it's depression. But you know it. You're aware of what it is. Find something that makes you happy. It doesn't cost any money to go for a walk. It doesn't cost any money to go for a jog. If you got a cell phone, if it's on, it doesn't cost you any money. You'll pay it later. Call somebody. If you got some money in your pocket and You got a little extra, you got some, you know, disposable. Go buy your favorite food. Go on a vacation. You're not that strong. Most of us think we're invincible. For some reason or another, some part of life has made us think, man, I can do it. I can handle it. You can't. And for all those people out there in life, everybody has a right to do whatever they choose. I just so happen to be one of those, I'm not big on guns in the house. If you ever find yourself in a state of depression, you listening to me now and you've ever, ever had a gun in your house or you currently have a gun in your house and if you can truly listening to me on this show right now, say to yourself, you've been depressed before, deeply depressed, you take that damn gun and you get rid of it. Because if the gun's not in the house, and you do not have the gun in front of you. You can't shoot yourself. Don't worry about somebody else coming in the house and protecting you, yourself from those folks. No, protect yourself from yourself first. Now, I know I touched on something just then. I can feel into in my soul that somebody heard what I just said and they're thinking about that. That's all I want to do. I want to make you think about it. If you've ever been that depressed... That you thought about it and you know that you got a revolver in that house somewhere. Gat, whatever you call it nowadays. You got something that'll take you out and somebody else, get it out. How about that? All right. So I'm going to come back. But I ain't letting this go because Robin. (laughs) And I can laugh a little bit because Robin made me laugh. But we're going to come back on the other side of this break, and we're going to continue to talk about Robin Williams. You're listening to Rails Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go. On iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: That music, you know the show, you are Mr. Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in mean, Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, what matters to me, of course, Edel Bannon and uh, his plaintiffs, uh, the team of plaintiffs, uh, of which I was one. Uh, thank God, we were successful in our attempt to rectify what was wrong as it relates to student athletes and uh, at least the ability to receive some compensation for for their likenesses and images. Um, as all this revenue is being generated throughout these colleges and universities, particularly two A Division I schools, men and women, uh, basketball, well, men, football, and men's basketball. Um, and uh, we're working on women uh, to get them included, but there's billions of dollars out there that's being made, and uh, there's nothing wrong. I-, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel wrong about that at all, fighting for somebody else what's well, right. Somebody fought for us. You know, I don't know for some of you people. I think you, you know, you're one of those folks. You you wake up and 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 you're out in a ball game. You're playing a ball game and, and you're a pinch runner, and and you're on third base and you think you hit a triple and all you did was run out the dugout. That's what life is. You everybody, our parents and our grandparents and our great great grandparents. They built this foundation of this thing That we live on here You know and, and, and life is better for us Because somebody sacrificed So that's all I was doing I was just trying to Hey I'll, I'll, Yeah I'll fight for those guys It's going to get better for them If they remember my name Fine If they don't That's fine too But I know When they called on me We need some help In fact they didn't have to call on me I called on them Y'all need some help They said they need some help I was there And we made it happen But more importantly Robin Williams, great man, great comedian, great actor. I'm sure he was a great husband, and and, and my heart goes out to his wife, but I certainly want to thank him for, for bringing joy and laughter to me, and I'm okay. I, it, you know, he's gone, but I can laugh about that because, you know, he made me laugh, and I'm just so happy that I got a chance to experience uh, Robin Williams, and we just, the world's a better place because he walked this, this earth. And uh, I'm so glad he walked it during the time when I was here because he entertained me. I just wish I could have done more. You know, we, we contribute a little bit. You know, if you watch his movies, if you paid to go see a movie, you, you helped make his life better. So you, you don't feel as if you didn't contribute to his life as he contributed to yours. Uh, when you paid to go see a movie that Rob, you got your money's worth. If you went to see a stand-up, I'm sure I never did, but I'm sure you got your money's worth. Uh, Robin gave you everything he had; he didn't leave anything on the table. You you got what you expected to get when you saw Robin Williams, and so for that, I'm 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 grateful uh, that I got a chance to enjoy that. But let me talk about a couple other things. There there are a couple other things going on. First of all, football. Yeah, football's here. I actually got a chance to go see a game. I got a chance to uh, go see the Arizona Cardinals play uh, against uh, somebody because I I guess the other team didn't show up because they didn't have any points. So, really, the other team could have just stayed, you know, in Texas, and and the game could have been the same as it relates to the amount of points they had on the board, which was zero. I find it hard to believe it's the National Football League and you're trying to earn a spot on the roster, and and your team is putting up goose eggs, it it just seems to me that somebody needed to dig deep down and find a way to make a play. Uh, Particularly if you're a rookie in the National Football League or if you're a free agent trying to make that team. I think the Houston Texans by no means, do I think that 32, I think it was 32 zip, the Arizona Cardinals beat the Houston Texans was an indication of how these two teams will perform throughout the year. I feel more strongly about that and defending that statement as it relates to the Houston Texans. I think they'll be a better football team. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals, on the other hand, I doubt that the Arizona Cardinals will dominate any team like they did the Houston Texans in the preseason. But I will say this, I'm encouraged by what I saw. With ears on the Arizona Cardinals. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged. I truly am encouraged. Uh, Palmer looked good. Uh, Fitz always looks good. Uh, the defense looks good. Those two corners, I I, I like what I see so far. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Of course, Peterson, you know, one of the highest paid, the highest paid corner, I think, in the league now. Uh, just, uh, I, I think he's an outstanding athlete. Um, he's a great, great, great football player. In today's generation, obviously, he's, you know, one, you know, probably the best. Uh, I like him on that football field. And I I hope he stays healthy and plays, continues to play uh, at the level that he's playing so far. Um, But, again, uh, I I can't, you know, be on this show and not talk a little bit about, you know, one of my teams, that's the Cleveland Browns and Johnny Menzel. I I am sorry, but I saw Johnny Menzel, again, a play yeah, he's, you know, trying to get a couple extra yards to try to get a first down. That play could have very well been a play to end of his career. Because for one thing, he, he ducked his head and, and went forward, and there were three guys in front of him. Quarterbacks don't duck their head and go forward to get an extra couple yards. You, you, you just can't do that. You, you, you line up, there's another play, you got a fullback that does that. Now that, you know, some people might have looked at that and they liked that. I didn't like that. Uh, I saw him scramble again. Johnny, I guess he's got nice-sized hands and he can run with the football in, in one hand. I will tell you this. You can go way back to 1981. I'm going to give the credit to him. A man by the name of Lawrence Taylor was drafted in the first round by the New York Giants and he brought the tomahawk to the league. You don't run as a, as a quarterback scrambling down the field with that ball in one hand like that. You, there's too many great athletes that will come behind you and they're gonna strip it every time, every time. That didn't happen, but it's gonna happen. It didn't happen when they played the Detroit Lions, but it, it's gonna happen. So, um, and Johnny threw a couple good passes. I am for Johnny Manziel. Uh, I'm not sure he should be the start. I think he should maybe take a couple reps, uh, you know, from the bench. Um but I'm not sure to throw him in the fire right away. But then again, that's the way you learn. It took me a couple years before I made it, you know, onto the field, but once you're on the a couple different training camps, the difference between your rookie year and your second year in the league, oh, that's like that's like 20 years. Because you feel so much more confident because now when you come into the locker room now, you're now being reintroduced to a playbook that you already had in your hands for an entire season, a season and an off season. So the learning curve is so great during that period of time that with well, the amount of information that you absorb and you retain and then you can recall when you come back, it's a refresher course now. It's not new to you. And I just I, I think that will do him well. So what could happen is I would say that maybe Johnny doesn't start the first half of the season maybe and bring him in at the end of the season. So now when he comes back his second season, he has played an entire season, started half the season. Now he's coming back in. He's refreshing everything that he did the previous year. And it's not new to him. He's had some experience of playing probably won some games, probably finished on a high note, I think that'll work. Starting to throw him in at the beginning of the season and God forbid the Browns go, you know, 0-2, 0-3, 0-4, and 5 0-6, or they could, you know, get a winning streak going on. But I, with the winning streak, that if it would start off as a winning streak, I think what would happen then is Johnny probably would challenge himself more and he would take more risk. And there's this, the state and the chance of vulnerability of getting hurt, and I I just don't want to see that happen to him. So uh, in that particular case, hey, um, I'm happy. I'm I'm happy that he's getting some time in preseason. In case the other quarterback gets hurt and he has to go in, um, that that would be okay because he's had some time in preseason. I just don't know if he's ready to start. I'm just not sure about that. Now let's also talk about uh, the Clippers. The Clippers have been sold. The deal is done. I'm so happy about that. I mean, really? <laughs> that that's the hold up, the time. Now it looks like the NBA is now gonna turn around and they're gonna sue Sterling. I think it's Ballmer's his name. Ballmer's a guy out of uh, you know, Seattle who who bought the team. I think it was a former Microsoft uh, you know. Um, Investor, owner, um, but but certainly, you know, sports. We just it's it's again, it's it's one of those things where uh, we need our sports. We don't need it to be tarnished. I think that's why the, the league is always beating up on players. Now, the league beats up on players, but mm, sometimes the media can get out of control and, and and they can suck everything up in the vacuum. And every now and then they suck everything up in the vacuum. And every now and then an owner gets sucked up in the vacuum of brand control. And the owner now has stepped outside and done some wrong things. So he got sucked up in the vacuum of brand control. And then you look at and see what's all in here, and I'll be damned! Donald Sterling is in here. What did he do? Oh boy, oh boy, this doesn't look good. Gotta go. Now, on the other hand, <laughs> when you're trying to control that brand, that vacuum of brand control and sweeper and sweeping up all the dust and dirt, and a lot of times it's players, and you know, you know, you can spank the players, you can suspend the players, you can find the players, but what happens when it's an owner? Well, Donald Sterling, we found out what happened when it's it's known and when it comes to you. And believe me, I was one of those people. I was right on that bandwagon. You have to go. You have to go. Come on. You're not good for the brand. You're you're not good for people. You got to go. Now, on the other hand, we got this thing called the National Football League, not the NBA, we don't even know what the NBA stands for. We know what the NFL stands for, not for long. The NBA is, is just the National Basketball Association. But the NFL is not for long. And there's some things that you do in the National Football League and not for long, not going to be doing that, not be around here. So we're going to talk a little bit about how Jerry polices Jerry, Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys, how Jerry polices Jerry. Jerry, you listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take this break, my last break, and then we'll be back after this.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
1: That music, you know the show. You listen to Ray All Sports on the Voice of America Network. I am in Phoenix living like it matters. It matters to me, of course, that Ed O'Bannon and the plaintiffs, along with him, myself included, were successful in winning that big battle against the NC2A and the likeness images of uh, student athletes, you know, current, former. And just a little extra sharing in revenue that's generated from that likeness and images of those uh, young men, self- included, uh, but certainly those going forward. That's what it's all about. You know, changing that economic structure that you at least share some of the billions of dollars that you make, really? I mean, I, I agree that the student athlete does get the chance to get his education. I think they're going to change that to a lifetime of education, where the person can go back and get their degree whenever. Because there's many times <laughs> you've been there. It, it, it happens in high school. Who are we playing this week? Big game? Okay. Uh, i tell you what. You know that math? You can skip that. History? You can skip that. Algebra? You can skip that. Uh, you know, whatever. Just go down and watch some film. You know, get some rest. You know, do whatever you need to do. We got to win. It's a big game. We got to win this game. Yes, that happens. You know, the, the, all those people out there that think that these student athletes, do you really think student athletes don't get... Some form of support financially when they're in high school. I mean, there's, there's handshakes. Handshakes go on all the time. Let's stop being so naive. You know? And it, it's, here's the fact about it. It's the money of people who have it at their disposal to do whatever they, do. they want to do. If they saw a quarterback who played a great game and they want to shake his hand and give him $20, let him. Why is that stealing? Why is that cheating? Why is that wrong? It's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. If you're in a bar and you see a guy and, and he's a, you know, whether he's an entertainer, he's a lady, she's a lady and she's an entertainer or something or she's a great business person and you want to buy them a drink, you want to pay for their meal. It's your money. What's wrong with that? I never understood that. Never understood that. For the life of me. If, if somebody wants to give you some money, so What? Now, that's a different thing. If they're going, to ask you, they're going to give you some money and tell you to blow a game, that's, uh, we're not talking about that. The other thing that matters to me, of course, is Robin Williams is no longer with us. And Robin made us happy. Very, very, very happy. I just wish we could have made him happy. I wish we could have made him laugh. You know how somebody does something for you and you just wish you could do it for them? When when I was a kid and I try to maintain this throughout my life, I, I want to do things for people. I don't want people to do things for me. It makes me I'm I'm overjoyed whenever I can make you happy because making you happy makes me happy. Promise you, that's me. I don't need to go to a restaurant and somebody buy my dinner. I want to buy somebody's dinner. I don't want to go out and have drinks and somebody buy my. I want to buy drinks. I, I, some people say, yeah, right. Ah, it's the truth. Been that way my whole life. When I was, well, what do I, oh, yeah. You should have known me when I was younger. I'll let you drive my Porsche. Didn't make a difference. You my my, boy. It's a car. I want you to enjoy what I'm enjoying because I couldn't enjoy this if you didn't help me enjoy this. That's what's so sad about Robin is Robin, we're only happy because you helped make us happy and we couldn't make you happy. We wanted to do that so bad. Man, don't you think I would like to have gone to Robin Williams' house and been able to do something to bring a smile on his face? Or see him out someplace and just let him know how much I, I, listen, when you see people out that have done something to bring pleasure to your life, don't hesitate to tell them. I know sometimes people feel that you're intruding on an athlete or a celebrity. But just just in your approach, preference it by, listen, I I really don't want to, you know, bother you a lot. I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but I I just want to I want to thank you. Me and my boys sit around and we watch the game, and man, you did. Thank you. I, I you know you see the, the CEO of a company. Hey, and you know, listen. I I don't want to take a whole lot of time, but I just want to tell you, you know, thank you. Your product allow me to do this or do that, that. Thank you. You see somebody. Oh, that song. I, I wish I could have. Mm, Randall didn't want to, you know, Randall didn't bring Whitney Houston around back in the day, you know. But Randall Cunningham, Randall Cunningham knew Whitney Houston. I wish I could have got a chance to say hello to Whitney. Randall's got a beautiful wife now, so no disrespect to his wife now. I wish I could have said thank you to her. She sung, you know, the greatest love of all brought me to tears. Just say thank you to somebody. You never know they they might need it. They just might need it. There's one other thing besides Donald Sterling, of course, doesn't own the Clippers anymore. So now, hey, CP3, it's time for y'all to do your thing now. Doc Rivers, time for you to do your thing now. But I think the support of all the National Basketball Players Association players, I think the support that came from all the fans, you know, I think we just live in a. I I think this country, we're trying to do the best we can to change. And that, that's what I'm about to get into something. Hell, if you don't like me before the show, you're not going to like me now. So I don't really care. But I'm going to say what's on my mind. I married a woman that's from the state of Missouri. It's called the show me state. Show me. And as a, a, as a black man on this earth, I love people. And I think everybody should be able to write. Come on, back in the, in the day, Rodney said it, can't we all just get along? I talked about guns earlier, and if you, if you find yourself in a state of depression, you have a weapon in your house, just take it for the period of time, you know, take it and let somebody else hold on to it. Maybe you might get it back months later or something, but take it out of the house. But now I'm going to talk about guns in the, in, in, in the hands of policemen. And, gun, and you know what a gun can do. And it, it, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm deeply bothered by the lack of respect of young black men, particularly when it comes to police. I would just like to see the record of how many other people do police just shoot cold blooded that are not African American men. When you pull out a gun and you aim it towards somebody, you pull the trigger eight times, they're gonna die. If, if you're a policeman, you go to a... I've been to a range. One of my best friends in life was an FBI agent. I've been to a range. There's a target. You're taught how... You're trained how to shoot properly. You're telling me you can't shoot somebody in the kneecaps? You're telling me instead of aiming a gun... High, you can't aim a gun low when somebody's 35 feet away from you? You're telling me they're 35 feet away from you and if you shoot them, I don't know, two times in the leg, that's not enough? You got to shoot them eight times? God only knows where those eight bullets went. They went someplace that they end up killing the kid. Why? What? What? I mean, here was a man you shot, from what I've been told, a shot was fired, the young man heard the shot fired, he stopped, turned around. He was running away, he was fleeing, he was running from you, first of all. He stops, turns around with his hands up in the air and you shoot him eight times. And now you're gonna try to get a story together so you can tell the general public that that's not what happened? You know, sometimes, we, you know, we used to say in the hood, this this old cliche we used to say, it's a black thing you wouldn't understand. Ah, oh, man. That's true. I don't know how many times as a young black man, I'll never forget when I was in Philadelphia just driving a nice car because God had blessed me and I had played in the National Football League and the police pulled me over and I just didn't know what might happen. I was a black man, driving a Mercedes Benz. I was 21, 22 years old. Didn't know what might happen. You shouldn't have to be in fear of police. I believe on every police car, certainly said this in Ohio, when I grew up, it was to serve and protect. You should be able to serve and protect. I, I remember when I went home for my wedding day, I had an issue I had a concern. I called a police to talk to him, to ask him what the hell's going on. He was a friend. He was a black policeman, but he was a friend. All policemen should be friends. They're there to protect and to serve, to protect blacks from blacks, whites from whites, Blacks from whites, whites from blacks. But you're there to serve us and protect us. As a black man, I'm asking you, please stop killing us. You're supposed to serve and protect us. Robin Williams, God bless you up there in heaven. I'm going to see you someday. I hope it's a long time from now, but I'm going to see you there, Robin. Make me laugh, man, when I see you up there. I want to thank you all. You've been listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
0: Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit rayellisports.com. That's rayellisports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.